0: Today on the grid, it is open QA day where we answering, answer. answering <laughs> Okay, forget that. Here we go. <clears throat> Good. Today Good on the job. grid, <laughs> third time to charm. Today on the grid, it is open QA day where we answer your burning questions and the questions that are not burning, just questions. Eric, the cannon man, he's not Terry, but Jimmy Jam, and he's the only real rocket man, is in the house. We've got some relatively cool giveaways, including one not-so-great one. <laughs> it's going to be a fine, fun day on The Grid. And it all starts in just 23.2 seconds. Let's go. One, two, three, the Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the tripod alternative that is changing the world. Everybody has a Platypod. You should, too. Go to platypod.com. Welcome to another obviously live episode, very, very very live of The Grid. I'm Scott Kelby, and joining me, as always, the real Rocket Man, Mr. Ikuna.
1: Hey, Scott. And speaking of live, you just got back from a live
0: event yesterday, right? I did, in Orlando. It was my first (laughs) full-day live seminar in front of a crowd since 2019, and it was great we had a such a great crowd the people were super super great nice crowd. yeah all uh, around. it was really really nice it was tons of fun and uh i i ran over a bit <laughs> it went a little longer we're supposed to end at five and let's say it went over a bit well we just over deliver we, we over delivered call it that but uh I, a really a very very nice super nice crowd to uh, present to and it was just just so nice like you know, I've spent like the last few years looking at a camera, like we are today. But now I can see Jason if I look over there. For some reason, he's not in the control room today. He's he's on the floor. But but it's just Jason over there. And as nice as Jason is, he's a good guy. He's not a crowd. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. He
0: doesn't give you the level of feedback that you want from a room full of people. So it was it was a lot of fun. Actually,
1: Jason it will probably give you the level of feedback you need from a whole crowd he, sometimes. He, there, there you go. <laughs>
0: But <laughs> anyway, it was it was it was great. I had a great time. Thank it was. you to everybody it was that awesome. came out and and we had uh, a ton of people watching online from all over. So that was kind of fun. We, yeah, we so live we had in In person it. and online. Yeah, yeah it was, all live. It was so much fun. It was really I was so happy to be back out there doing it. I can't even tell you. Yeah, that was really exciting. And we were in a beautiful theater. The we were at the Orange County Convention Center, but they have this beautiful theater with You know, it's stadium seating and all. It was very nice. It was really a nice I will tell
1: tell you that day too. You know, I know we've told the story before, but that was a seminar, you know, we talked about years ago and then you updated it just recently. Yep. But it really is because I had it in the background because obviously I'm watching it to make sure nothing's going wrong or something. So I'm working and I got in the background and um, I just remember hearing so many times during the day that I'm like, man, you know what? When I was starting out, in photography if somebody would have told me all this stuff i would have saved like probably three or four years of pain yeah and I, that's what i tried to do and I that's even,
0: what we i know that's what you tried to do i had a do. class called yeah. 10 things i wish somebody had told me earlier yes and and i did some of those things that you learn the hard way or when you finally learn them you're like why didn't anybody tell me but i think the hit of the day though was the the Photoshop and Lightroom stuff. Oh yeah, cuz it. there's so much you can do now that's so easy. Oh yeah. And I also I showed it in the context of how we really use it in photography today. Yes. A lot has changed in Photoshop and Lightroom the last couple of years. So, anyway, I, oh, I had no, a blast. It was and, it was a blast.
1: And I took out of it when I'm listening to it, I'm going, "Man, this is like 3 years worth of like not having the pain of agony of starting out with photography." And I'm like, "I would I think that would be something that would be very valuable if you had a friend who was getting into this oh, to yeah. get them into it. Hey, yeah.
0: were you listening when I called you a nerd yesterday? Uh, I did, yes. Yeah, because I showed this I showed this thing where Eric used photo pills to take it, to position his Tesla right right behind the Milky Way. And I said, so Eric's out there and he's putting the Milky Way in there and you see one of this thing where he lit the inside of his car and then he did this thing and I'm like, he's kind of a nerd. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's what i do i'm a nerd is what he do is what he do yeah. anyway uh open open q a day so we are taking your questions on anything yeah. anything we can talk about gear it could be as simple
1: or as complex because we be have either one I mean, i've i've got my nerd hat i can start
0: putting uh up. we also have photoshop and lightroom and uh, trivia tips today we've got mm-hmm. giveaways yeah
1: we got a bunch of giveaways right so including one that's
0: not so great first giveaway
1: big one the platypod disc down to giving away the see punch. here's
0: what happened yes. last week we gave away the extreme and then which we is went, like a really we, really we nice went to the
3: extreme
0: $200 like thing yeah uh, now we're down to $18 this week like
1: $18 but I will say for what it does this actually is really cool because it allows you to mount your camera pretty much anyway to a ball head oh no it is it nice. is really it's neat. actually so, better than it sounds yeah it is it, this is the sleeper this is but one compared that compared to last week's compared like, to last eh. week's yeah so we also have a copy of Scott's book. This is we'll have an ebook copy of How Do You Do That in Photoshop book, which is a new book. And now if you want the print copy, you just have to wait a little while for the print copy. And by
0: a little while, we mean no, a no. little
1: little while. And then the uh, we're giving away a copy of the Adobe Photoshop book for digital photographers. Now that one you can get in print and ebook, so we'll we sending somebody that that as well. Uh, then we also have the uh, on one no noise 2023 plugin. This is a great uh, plugin for removing noise and then also adding sharpening now. So it's also noise and sharpening uh, all in one. Then we're gonna be giving away a copy uh, or uh, one V flat from V flat world. This is for US shipping only. So just enter this if you're in the, you have a US shipping address um, and that, um, now everybody can win though at V flat world because they give 10% off to anybody watching the show. Just use that code, Kelby 10 at checkout and you get 10% off of V flat world. Uh, and then retouch for me was given away the portrait volumes app. Um, and this is another one where you can win that app, but everybody gets a chance to win and that they can get 20% off over at retouch for me. Just go to this website, uh, www.promo Dot retouch for dot me and then enter that promo code Kelby one twenty so that's K E L B Y O N E twenty and that'll give you twenty percent off their software.
0: Hey, there we go. Also, so we we uh we have a special guest in the studio today. Now I usually see his name scrolling in the uh, in the mm-hmm. comments, but he's actually here today. Tim Oliver's here. He was over at the seminar in Orlando yesterday, mm-hmm. and then last week he gifted us with something really unique that has now become a part of the set. We're gonna pull it out and show you after one of the breaks. But for something to get on this pristine grid set, <laughs> yes, it, it has to be special because, as you can see, we're very very careful about what we put back there but no we've added some things over the years
1: oh yeah right? definitely uh, this is what i was just talking to my nephew about because he's here as well and you know we were talking about all the little knickknacks and stuff uh yeah that, people uh, think it's a
0: green screen set but it's not I it's an know, actual it's real, real set, set. Where, and it's
1: stuff that we've had over the years a lot of times i mean there's old like beta deck and and dv cam decks over there oh yeah there's well, old recording we, devices we built this set old network it was uh, uh it was equipment fun that we had old computers i mean it, it really is just like a mishmash of stuff that over the 20 some years of you yeah. know kelby one
0: yeah ron from our it department and streaming uh came in and says well can you use this can you use it we're like yes, yeah yeah yes, that, yes the need... lights they blink they yeah. flicker yeah sure we'll use it They're not connected to anything but they flicker anyway so we're taking your questions we know what the did you tell people how to enter the contest yeah so to enter the contest all you
1: got to do leave us a comment tell us what you'd like to win uh tell us um also if you have any questions this is the show where we're just doing an open q a any questions you all may have about anything in photography it could even slide into chicken sandwiches or electric cars. We can probably go into some other avenues as well.
0: I have some I have a chicken sandwich update. Uh oh. And I'm not happy about this. Uh oh. I have reevaluated the Popeye's chicken sandwich on the way home from Orlando yesterday. Well, it's hit and miss, right? It wasn't it's, as good so as I remember it. The it was,
1: Popeye's chicken sandwich, the pro, and that actually, so that's what good. I heard. So remember the Burger King? Now we're getting really weird. Really we're on chicken sandwiches now. This is what we do. King. So the King, yeah. right? Yes. It was too hard for them to make it consistent, so they right. made an inferior product now. A terrible A sandwich. terrible product. The problem with the Popeye's chicken sandwich, I feel like, is, it is it's hit and miss no matter where you go. Now the difference is if I go to an Aussie grill, I have not found them to be much different at all.
0: No, but of course they're not big and all over the place yet. So no, it's it, Aussie Grill is a new chain yeah. from the Outback Steakhouse. I'm telling you. And uh, Outback is based here in Tampa, Florida. They started here in Tampa, um, and now they, uh, have, you know, they're all over the world. But they so they're building this new chain, and it's here, and it's in some other places. But it's definitely here in Tampa. We got a whole bunch of them now. Um, Huey Magoo's. Have you tried Huey's yet? No, I have not. I've that's heard a, of this. That's a new chain and it's it but it's around, it's been it's been around for a while. And really, really good. they they've got a a buffalo chicken ranch sandwich. It's terrific. But and, and KFC's is really good and it's consistently good. Okay. But now. Popeye's Popeyes was was the was the top now it's i think it's moving so down.
1: spike go to saying that panda express is testing an orange chicken sandwich and it's amazing hey their
0: their orange chicken is the number one most popular i love panda express yeah. you know i like some orange people are down on the sandwich. panda i am not you know what it's about you know what i love about the panda I love their orange chicken yeah. it's the it's their noodles i've been to with scott
1: to a panda express in, in hawaii <laughs> of all places
0: that's right. In Hawaii, we went to Panda Express. Oh, my daughter,
1: daughter still remembers that. It's
0: hard to beat. Anyway, uh, we're taking your questions. Uh, oh, look at this. Uh-oh. Uh, Sharon's got uh-oh. questions. Sharon's got Let's go. questions. What do we got? Let's take uh, two Sharon, of them. Sharon's got, I got two Adobe
1: portfolio questions, all right? We can answer those. Um, if I add a new photo to the collection in Lightroom Classic that is syncing with Lightroom, as long as I as long as the sync isn't off or paused shouldn't that new photo be added to my torby portfolio it doesn't work that way nope so yeah maybe it does not like the what's the caveat i know that would be
0: really great if it did that and it seems like it should Should. but it doesn't Mm -hmm. so question number one is it doesn't work that way you go to the portfolio you delete the photo you want and you put a new one in yeah it's weird (laughs) and you said she wrote uh, there has to be an easier way than that. <laughs> there is <Yeah>. not. <laughs> and it's dumb, it. but it's the way it is. So, um, and then, and then,
1: the submit button on my contact page doesn't work. I've hooked up my Adobe site to my domain. Do I need to contact Adobe or my domain provider?
0: <sighs> you can try Adobe customer service. Yeah. I it, I don't think because because if you if you contact your d- domain provider, they're going to go. Well, the problem's on Adobe's end. It's their it's their website, yeah. right? Yeah, you just it's contact gonna... Adobe customer service.
1: So yeah, because it should go through your domain. Because uh, I have that's how I have mine set up, and yeah, it works fine. I might I might contact Adobe or another option because I've seen this with the portfolio. Create a new contact page and see if it's just like a bug. Because sometimes that happens. Where it's just be. a
0: bug. Like you go recreate it, and it's like, Ooh. oh, okay. I like this question from Michael. All right so
1: uh, oh boy all right all right michael is asking how do i convince my wife i need a new lens
0: tips tricks here's what you do michael so you know that you your your lens do we have a lens here you got a lens do we have a lens floating around yeah here i got one right here thank you, you got a lens. all right there's an old lens thank you all right so michael there is this part of the lens that nobody ever does anything with it's called the rear element i talked about this actually yesterday in my seminar but there's the rear element here's what you do you take your thumb and you go to the rear element and you put it all over the rear element you just touch it all over then you take a picture your photo is going to look really blurry and messy and you're going to take it to your wife and go honey this lens is not it's, it's not working. I mean, look at this. I can go and send it to CPS, but it's going to be very expensive. Honestly, I think it's better to just buy a new lens. Now working the word honestly into a lie. It's not a great thing. So I got, I got another option. So this is off. option. Don't two. drop it. Don't option drop. Two drop
1: it is to take this lens and go to BNH or KEH or MBP or one of those sites and figure out how much the lens is worth. And then talk about selling your lens in order to get a new lens. It oh, always that's more helps. Le- that's so much more legitimate when you can than say I was like, do. "Hey, I could get three hundred dollars for that old eighty-five uh, one point eight, and then I could put that towards, towards this new, new lens, lens that I want." That's so and now it practical. makes it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'll just throw on that idea. Michael, out don't there. listen to Eric's practical, make sense idea. Go yeah. with my off the wall one. Fingers on the rear element. And then take a shot. It's going to be a mess. And you're going to go, I need a new lens. Yep. It's faster than going to KEH or B&H. Hey, you know what, though? All joking aside, you know what's good about those sites? They give you a quote on the spot. On the spot. And, and it's always as long been, as long as you, so you're you're honest on the quality. Yeah. It's always yeah. been 100. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're really if you want a new lens, that's that's really your best bet to go.
1: And most of us keep pretty good care of our lens, so it's usually in good or excellent quality, anyways. Yeah.
0: All right. Hey, tomorrow I am uh, uh, Jason and I are flying to New York City. We have a secret, secret project. Mission. Secret project. Yep. Secret project. Flying up in the morning. Flying back at night. So if you're in New York and you're on the streets of New York and you see Jason and I, we're on a secret project mm-hmm. that may include lunch at Carmine's. Dun, 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 dun. It, it will likely include lunch at Carmine's. Now,
1: it'll have a detour to Carmine's for sure.
0: Jason had never been to Maggiano's and he liked it quite a bit. We went to Maggiano's the night before the the uh, seminar in Orlando. But Jason, if you liked Maggiano's, oh, yeah. Carmine's, it's is- a different level. It's whatever is above Maggiano's. It's that. It's there the best. Go. It's the best, Joey. All right.
1: Okay. So we got to, do we have to take a break? We have to take we a break. Take when a we break. come back, we've got, we got more questions. questions, questions yeah. uh, Would be happy.
0: And, and remember, when you ask a question, you're automatically entered to win any of the prizes, which is good. And uh, we will be answering some of those questions coming up coming next. Back. How do you create a sense of timelessness and romance and intrigue when you do your travel photos? Wouldn't it be great if you came back with these photos that literally take the viewer away, where they look at the photos and they're like, "Where, where's that? I wanna go there. You've seen that type of travel image where all of a sudden you're just like you're taken away and what it is i think one of the big things is a sense of timelessness it's where you compose the shots and it's not just one composing it's what you do in camera and what you do in post processing that makes all the difference in the world well we just created this course here in beautiful portugal where we show you how to create that timelessness and what we do is we're traveling all over the city to show you again and again and again, here's how to create that that timeless look that doesn't look modern, that doesn't pull you out of the romance and the, and the passion of the scene, and, and it lets you tell a story, a timeless story. It's gonna be that thing that helps you elevate your images to the next level, and we've done an entire course just on that. We're all over walking everywhere, we're going across the river, we're showing you all kinds of different scenarios, but it's not just what we do in camera. It's what we do in camera and what we do in post-processing. So come watch my brand new class on creating timeless travel images and it's exclusively at kelby1.com. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by B&H Photo, the professional source since 1973 hey we're back scott and eric and uh you know what it's time for you know what it's time for a photoshop tip
3: photoshop,
0: yeah. all right my tip today is on photoshop's new generative fill okay now i i showed it some is of in this data showed some it is in beta showed some of this in my seminar yesterday but I, I tried to show this in the context that photographers will actually use it. Yeah. You've all seen the crazy crap on Facebook and on yeah, TikTok. sometimes
1: that kind of turns us off, too, because we're like, oh, that's too far. I know.
0: Yeah, and it's stuff that we wouldn't do. Like, as photographers, you're like, you know, I'm not really going to add, you know, a lake there and, and put uh, swans in it. It's just not, we're not going to do that, right? I could see, because uh, a lot of the things that we saw online were for graphic designers and people that needed to mm-hmm. create something for a social media. Or something. But, but I really spent like yesterday showing, here's how we'll use it. Yeah, like in our,
1: photographers use it. Because
0: yeah. you guys that watched my webcast today came out, I was quite concerned. I was like, yeah,
1: but there's, there's good applications. There's
0: a lot of good applications. And here's a typical one of them. This is a typical one. So take a look on screen. All right. This was taken a number of years ago. I took it in the studio. I don't know, 10, 12 years ago when tilting your camera was a good thing yes remember and you did. Like, the remember we no, had the tilt i don't want to do that anymore now you're like oh that's like you know 2006 called they want their shot back all right but here's what you do there's a thing called generative expand and it is a feature of the generative fill thing it works with the crop tool right and if you look up here under fill you're going to set it to generative expand and all you're going to do is this we're going to rotate the crop to where she's straight uh, somewhere like in there. Yeah. Now, if I just hit return and regular crop, mm-hmm. I just wind up with all these big white gaps everywhere. Yep. And you have to crop the image so far down you wouldn't do it. But generative expand uses the AI to make things happen. So when you hit the return key, in 12 seconds later, yeah. see that's it goes the gen- out to
1: servers, it goes onto servers, analyzes the photos, yep. analyzes the it photo goes and figures all the AI. out yeah the ai figures out where shadows and light and arms and dress and backgrounds and backgrounds backgrounds. everything is and hair and then it says oh there you go and there you go and then it and gives it you those three choices gives right? you
0: three different choices so this is choice a choice b choice b looks good no, and b choice good. c i'm gonna go with probably b b yeah but you see it, wow, filmed, it filmed so in the cool. arms. I know it's it, it, so it, cool. And guys, there's so many applications like this. And so I've been going back to old photos that I was like, cause a lot of times there's a, a particular thing that- Yeah, you had like it, a great photo, but it was just it was something just off. And one thing was like, you know, uh, and then and then when you fix it, it's just like it brings life back to those photos. And I think this is much more likely the things that we will use as photographers rather than the crazy stuff that you've been seeing. It's still remarkable, but it's more more That's like cool. this makes sense to me. This is how I'm going to do it. So anyway, was my Photoshop tip for today?
1: Well, we've got people that heard that Photoshop tip all over the world, right? Yeah. So we've got uh, uh, Gizla over there from Denmark turning in. Warren saying hello from New Jersey. Diane saying ho- hello from West Virginia. Steve saying hey from Panama City. Stuart all the way up from Long Island. Hey Stuart. And then uh, John saying hi from Wisconsin, uh, Rhonda saying hi from Yellowknife in the Northwest Territory says she's surrounded by fires, but still tuning in. All right. And then uh, Mark is saying hi from Skegness, Paul, Paul saying hi from Holland, Michigan.
0: Hey Paul, hey, hey Paul,
1: hey, then, hey Paul. Uh, ben, Benoit saying hi um, and bonjour. So there you go.
0: That's a great name. Benoit, right? Yeah. Like- That's awesome.
1: All right. So French, and then um, Vince is saying the event was great yesterday. Thanks, Scott, and the crew. There, there
0: you go. Thank you. Hey, our crew did a good job. I mean, we went yes. on location, streamed the whole event live. You know. Well, was, and
1: you know, we were talking about yesterday. You know, what's so hard is when we, we go back to going in person. Um, you know, at a at a convention center or a hotel, you're always reliant on their. I guess I would call it antiquated systems. They're antiquated. The, the bad mics. The yeah dim projectors. Weirdness. Yeah. When when you control it all, it's like you do the good stuff. Right. But it's like when when you got these. Anyways. Yeah. It's always it's always a. Uh, 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 I know our crew. While it looks smooth, our crews always like kind of you know going or crazy our crew is, like hey, hey, hey where's those av people that were supposed to show right. up half an hour ago our crew
0: is tight <laughs> our crew is the best but when we have to interface with another crew that they're just kind of like yeah, the, yeah we're they here we're on here? the we're on the clock whatever like yeah it's a yeah. uh, it's crazy have three people to do the
1: same job we can do with one all righty we, go. we got lots all of right. questions here we chet, go chet is asking what's the smoothest way to move an image from lightroom classic to photoshop beta And back into Lightroom? I'm guessing Mac into Lightroom Classic.
0: All right. So, Chet, there seems to be an issue with this, the thing that you're asking. It's an issue for me. If I'm in Lightroom and I hit Command-E, which you would do on a Mac, or Control-E on Windows to take the photo over to Photoshop, what happens is it launches Photoshop Beta, but it doesn't go over there for about two and a half minutes. And then you get an error, like Lightroom starts jumping in your dock. You go to Lightroom, and Lightroom says... Couldn't open Photoshop Beta, and then you go back to Photoshop Beta, and the photo's open, but it's like two and a half minutes later. It's yeah. not really working well. So, Chet, I would just say this: the beta version of Photoshop is a beta for a reason. It's yes. not done; it's still in the oven. They're still cooking it, etc. Et so et cetera, I have something
1: similar happen, but mine's in a different order. Like it, it, um, it does it. It does that if I ping pong between them but mine isn't that long. It isn't like two minutes,
0: but it's like 30 seconds on mine. So here's what I would do, uh, Chet. And I'll, I'll tell you what I've been doing. And this is not this is not great. This is a bad workflow. This is worse than the workflow of, of Sharon, who asked earlier yes. about the Adobe portfolio thing. So uh, t- take a look on my screen real quick. Here's how I'm doing it. I take the photo out of Lightroom and I drag it to the Photoshop beta icon. I bring it into photoshop beta i do whatever i have to do i save the file and then re-import it into lightroom it yeah, stinks it stinks it's
1: bad it will get fixed once they round trip once they yeah once they release it out to the public and it's yeah. not beta. And,
0: and, and i and that's going to happen too people forget that the beta version will go away and what will happen is we'll just move we'll everything of that
1: same version yeah we'll know. move
0: into it'll it'll be uh, it won't be beta anymore so all right. Uh, hey, before we go on, can I talk about our special thing on the desk here? Yeah, yeah. Did definitely. you guys see this? All righty. So this right here, let me aim it towards you. It was a gift, gift from Tim. Tim Oliver came in uh, last week and we all opened it, got excited. It is a, a real brownie working camera that has been converted into a lamp. So you've got this real camera. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was a real camera. I don't know how well it works with a lamp in it, but <laughs> anyway, he I think built it a... might have
1: compromised its integrity? <laughs>
0: it might have. He built this whole thing, put a like an Edison bulb in there, and it's just so cool. Yeah, it's and, a great desk lamp. It works.
1: Uh, Whoa, yeah, office oh, lamp. Don't wreck it.
0: Yeah, it's got a little. It's got
1: like that uh, on the side. Yeah, it's just got that look that like. It's definitely a conversation piece for photography.
0: And this is, I believe it's from the, the, it was made for like four or five years, right? Mm-hmm. In the, in the, I can't remember if it's the 40s, uh, excuse me, the 50s or 60s, but I think it was, it's, I want to say 50s. Mm-hmm. Eric will find out. Yeah. But so many people, this was their first camera. So this is a very, the Brownie is a very famous camera in like camera history. It wasn't like a one off from some weird company. It was a, very very famous camera at the time and so many people that i meet say i cut my teeth on a brownie i mean so yeah the intro price was one dollar and let's see it was a dollar yes one dollar that's no wonder why tim gave it to us for free it was a dollar so the that that model let me see
1: That was 1957.
0: 1957 made by the Eastman Kodak Company. 1960, yeah. Kodak Brownie. And that, yeah,
1: is a very affordable kind of everything camera.
0: Yeah. Like a Canon Rubble. Oh, look at this one. I like this first question. So, uh,
1: (laughs) Rusty's asking, just finished watching Silo on Apple TV. It was really
0: good. Any other recommendations? Yes. Isn't Silo good? Rusty, go watch uh, Hijack also on Apple TV. It is really, really good. Another good one, if you're looking for, uh, it's not as, um, we just started it last week. Give me a second. It was really good. The Lioness, I believe it's called. Okay, It's really good. We just started it now. It takes me a while because every Saturday night, my brother and his girlfriend come over and we have movie night and TV night. We watch our whatever our show is and nobody watches it until we're together. We have dinner and everything. It's, it's all really, yeah. it's a, Fun, fun thing that yeah. we do. We just started watching it. And I saw on my, my Apple notifications, the new episode, I, I think it's called either Lioness or The Lioness. But go watch Hijack first and then go watch The Lioness. So very, very well done. Very good. Good. So there you go. All right. Next.
1: Um, so Deb is saying, any thoughts on how to tell the boss that having a white step and re- yeah, outside. step and repeat background. Yeah, okay, step and repeat background with no shade is a bad idea. Or thoughts on how oh, I could shoot uh, that and have it not uh, ha- have not editing
0: time? Yes, so basically, Deb, what do I got you. to speed it up? Here's what you got to do you got to get a one stop diffuser. I've seen them as, as low as $9 on Amazon, but you can get, get a large white diffuser, put it over everybody's head. They'll look great. The backdrop will look great that's it you are a diffuser away you're not gonna be, i mean this way you can now somebody will have to hold the diffuser like if you know it's well there, you, you you could know,
1: maybe get two stands and clamps that you could rent ah huh, yeah rent it.
0: i know but it doesn't sound like her boss is that kind of boss yeah it does right like that. it sounds like you can go for, you could pay immediately if you have to put the nine dollars out of your own pocket nine dollars is now less than like a drive-thru yeah. at wendy's i mean you just got to get so, a
1: big diffuser
0: just get a big, a big one-stop diffuser. Okay, realistically, Deb, you're going to spend thirty bucks. Yeah. So maybe you could you build
1: could... one even cheaper if you have got some carpentry skills and a yeah. shower
0: curtain. Yeah, shower curtain liner, not a yeah, shower yeah. curtain, That's not a at. shower curtain. Don't fall for that. Yeah, it is a frosted shower curtain liner. Translucent they are four dollars and ninety-five cents at Walmart. That would do, but yeah, but. But it's you gonna even look do, weird. There's frosted plastic drop cloths that are cheaper than just, that. No, I know. But just just get a one-stop the, the diffuser. Point,
1: yeah, I mean the point. Anything anything that you can
0: use. Yes. They could be as simple as just uh, buy a, a one poncho. Time. That's <laughs> translucent. It. There it is. Go buy this Raya five-in-one collapsible reflector disc. What's nice is. When you're done, you've got a a diffuser. So that is a zippered thing with a silver on one side, gold on the other side, white on one side, platinum on the other side. You unzip it, and inside is that 42-inch. It's $23.95. Go get it on B&H, and and you will love it. Hey, speaking of that, I want to talk I'll do it when we come back from the break. Uh, I want to talk about the big B&H event that's coming up. B&H is holding a huge trade show in new york city and kind of in the same location it's in the big convention center and all uh it's the build expo right there b-i-l-d and it's going to be big it's going to be really big dude they have a hundred thousand square feet yeah a hundred and look at some of these names here amy vitale holy cow mark seliger i mean these are some franz Lantig. it's big yeah big big Big, 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 there big, 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 big. So, look, Jerry Johannes is there. Yeah. Hey, well, oh, hey, I'm at, there. Scro- at, hey, scroll Mark up Kobe. a little bit. Scroll up just a second. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I thought it was somebody else. I just saw a picture, and I thought it was I thought it was Jay. All right. There we go. Anyway, it's gonna be great. Come and see it. I'll see you there. I'm doing one of the keynote presentations. I got a good one too. It's good that's stuff. Awesome, Eric.
1: Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. We do need to take another break. We
0: have more questions. We have lots of questions and uh, lots of giveaways and no one ever started our timer for this show. Yeah, we so actually
1: don't know. We need. To we take have a break. no
0: idea. But I think we need to take a break. Yeah. You know, if Juan was on the floor, that never would have happened. Absolutely. Never. I can tell you right now. Never. That's not Juan is on that stuff. Let me guess. Jason is Jason on the, on the floor. floor. Yeah you know he needs multiple monitors to feel you know to feel comfortable yep he doesn't have a bunch of monitors and look at him
1: he's just jibbing in oh, all the way out to in nowhere.
0: nowhere i want to see if he like goes to where my arms jibbing into nowhere jibbing to nowhere jibbing to nowhere oh there's uh, christina, christina. <laughs> wow there's it's, like, it's like behind it's like at oz there she is pulling the strings behind there all right i think that's our cue to uh Go to commercial break. Coming up next, more of your questions and a gratuitous shot of Christina.
3: All right. And. Hi, I'm Rain Hayes. I'm here with the Kelby One crew in Miyaka River State Park. And we're going to talk about my favorite subject, infrared photography. Infrared is a beautiful medium. You have these really special features like extra detailed clouds, glowing white foliage, beautiful dark blue or black skies and water. It's really, really special. This class is gonna go through all of the equipment that you need and we'll get into the nitty gritty of every filter that you could possibly be using to do infrared. We will look at the best subjects to shoot, the best settings for shooting them, and then we'll go into the studio and I'll walk you through all of the traditional processing steps, as well as a few different things that I like to do, um, plus a few surprises at the end. Come join me for my very first class with kelly1.com.
4: Amanda your posing coach. Come join me in my latest Ultimate Posing Guide. In this class, you'll be able to learn everything about posing like pose your feet, your legs, your arms and hands, pose your whole body from head to toe. And also understand and learn how to facial expression and body expression. You learn how to pose with props on the chair, sitting on the floor, lying on the floor. Can you imagine? And you will learn the foundation and advanced pose as well. Are you ready for this? So join me in my latest class on calve1.com.
0: This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Canon. Hey, Scott and Eric, we're back. Uh, We were just talking about the Build Conference, which is coming up in early September. You know what else is coming up in early September? Photoshop World. Mm -hmm. It is coming up, and we would love for you to be there. It is uh, coming up on these dates right here, September 5th through 7th. You can watch the whole thing online, and you can save money if you register now. So plus, we got the pre-cons now. on
1: the day before pre, uh, that are included yeah. in the in the yeah. price. And, and then what's great is it's streamed out, or you can get it for an entire year, so you get every session. Yep, and it's an three year. tracks,
0: three days plus the pre-conference day yeah so you're i think
1: it's uh like 50 training classes full-length training classes yeah it's the biggest event we do the
0: whole year and we have an all-star cast of instructors so go to photoshopworld.com we got some
1: exciting like after hours uh events as well yes yes exciting we even have a nice uh, um we always feature uh a, a photographer and this year we got that um a night with Rick Salmon In coming with Rick Salmon. Yes, we Sir do Rick salmon. So we got a lot of cool stuff. That'll be good. He's a
0: very inspiring speaker oh yeah, right now, and he's, definitely. he's got a lot of great shots. He'll, he'll be showing some crazy stuff. So you won't want to miss it. Definitely go over to photoshopworld.com and check it out. All right, let's hit some questions, right?
1: So, uh, Ken's asking, uh, I'm shooting an indoor concert this weekend. Any advice? I seem to remember you guys talking about it, uh, about this a few weeks
0: ago. And you mentioned ISO settings yeah. and that's yeah. Okay. Definitely. So Ken, here's what to do. Go, go to my blog, scottkelby.com and a Brad Moore, who is a professional concert photographer mm-hmm. has done a number of, of tutorials there on how to shoot a concert. And he tells you all the stuff. Not just the camera settings and stuff, but all the stuff that you'll need to know. Yeah, to be I mean, a if you went up to
1: the search of just a Brad concert, it yeah, would just Brad come
0: concert, up. And you'll find it. It'll come up. His stuff is really, really good. Oh well, there you go. But, but yes, uh,
1: I mean, you are right. I mean, that's going to be one of the things is having things like auto ISO and be able to you know expose and have range, and he'll talk about all that. stuff. He goes
0: into all this stuff. It, it, it's very, very
1: good stuff. All, all right. right. So Lisa is asking, any rumors? or ideas on when Generative Fill will be available in Photoshop? Adobe Max, maybe,
0: question mark? So that would always be my guess, Lisa, because, you know, Adobe's big event is in early October. It would not surprise me to see them open their keynote by saying, now, yes. this is not insider information. I don't know, but yeah. if you... This is all rumors. If I was a betting man, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what, that's what I would yeah, think. Yeah,
1: I would put my rumor on Adobe Max. But, of course, Adobe could have a thought process of maybe we get this out a little sooner so then we can show more at Adobe Max. I don't I know. know. We don't what know. do we know? We, we don't hey, know. they
0: added that generative expand in the middle of nowhere like yeah. two weeks ago. Just so who knows? So, Yep. All right.
1: Nikon Girl is saying, what is the best course to take to learn post-processing for bird
0: photography? And same question for landscapes. All right, Nikon girl folks, okay to pitch our own stuff. So at yep. Kelby One, we have learning tracks. You get on a track and it starts off with the real basic stuff and then it takes you further and further down the track. It tracks your, your you know, progress. Uh, progress, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. It tracks your, you know, thing, that thing. It tracks your progress. Uh, go to Kelby One, join the Kelby One Pro plan and start on a learning track we have it for wildlife we have a yep. lot of stuff on birding we have a lot of stuff we have and a ridiculous amount of stuff landscape, on landscapes oh um, my gosh yeah. and just jump in a learning track and go and and you'll get it yeah. i mean like that and
1: i think people, what people don't even really understand like really understand with kelby one is it's a library of of also years and years of classes and a lot of this stuff you look at it the the concepts in landscape photography have not changed yeah they. so don't. there there's things where you can learn from anybody and I mean, this is literally a platform that the courses on there and have been developed on location. I mean, they're talking, there's millions of dollars of production that's gone into these classes to get you this information. But Kelby one is designed to be the place that's going to, like we were talking about earlier, get you up to speed yeah. with everything on photography. So you can just know everything about photography that you need to know at the stage of, the stage you're
0: at because we have classes all the way from the beginners to the advanced and that con girl thank you for asking that question we're very happy to answer yes all right yeah you dwight in
1: tennessee is asking what is the best best method to move five
0: uh or fifty thousand photos uh in lightroom to a new hard drive all right dwight it's important to understand that your photos are not in lightroom all that's in lightroom are thumbnails your photos don't go into Lightroom, mm-hmm. so the question should be: What's the best method to move fifty thousand photos on my computer to a new hard drive? All right, okay. and and if you go to LightroomKillerTips.com, which is my other blog, I have entire articles on how to move from one computer to another, how to move your photos, how to move your catalog. I now it's it's there's one article on how to move your catalog. One article on how to move your photos and stuff. But I have just go to go to lightroomkillertips.com and, and, and search there.
1: And I'll tell you, an even better thing is if you are a Kelby One member, there's a class called Slim, right? Slim System. If you use this, it will always answer your question. You will never have a doubt of where your uh, fo- uh, photos, file, are. photos yeah. are, files are. Go there, are Kelby One.com. Go right there, you see the page. You can go sign up and take that course. And that will help you. Hey, yeah, Alrighty, there we go, next. Yep. All right, Dan's asking, any tips or tricks on how to get around the resolution limitations using beta generative fill? Um, yeah, because this is the problem of when you select an area, there's only a maximum
0: resolution. I think it's 1080 or it's, something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So here's the thing, I, I expect that when it goes and when it moves from the beta version yeah, to, to like, the live, other, yeah. it is going to res up. However, here's the best way to do it for now, Dan, is don't make big selections. Yes. Select a small area, you know. select, it's like it'll do 1024 or something like that, 1080. 1080 like, or select something a, like and then go down further and select the next one and select the next one. Just don't do a big That's selection. It. You know just do square selections you know about a thousand pixels a piece and and you'll be fine it's, it's hard when you're doing some
1: of that stuff like degenerative expand because there's so much sometimes but i will say when it's a like a background you know, or element think, it I doesn't think, look that i bad. think
0: expand uses a different I th- oh yeah i think, I it think does. expand uses a different thing I'm but
1: but the point being if you're having a problem do smaller sections at a time all right good question from george yeah george is asking uh, hey, Scott and Eric, any recommendations dealing with jet lag and sleeping when traveling? Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, okay. go ahead.
0: All right, so George, as far as jet lag goes, there's there the big secret is this. Now you'll read articles that say, drink a lot of water on the plane. You should always drink a lot of water. Hydrating is always great. It's especially good when you're traveling internationally. But here's the secret, ready? This is not a big secret, it's well known. Wherever you land, you're on their time so if you land at seven in the morning in london and you're really really tired do not go to sleep until bedtime you're going to stay up all day and you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night london time but then when you wake up in the morning you'll be on their clock and you're good to go and you won't have jet lag and you won't feel funky you're going to do the same thing when you come home when you fly home go to bed at bedtime United States where people get burned, Dan, and this is messes up their whole trip is they will, uh, was it Dan that asked that? All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, when, when, uh, where they get burned is they'll, they go to London and then they're really tired and then they go take a nap and that nap goes for eight hours and you wake up at two 30 in the morning and you're wide awake and then your clock is off. For the whole trip, and you feel like crud is just a mess, just go to their time, and that that will do it. Unless far- you want to be up in the middle of the night, and in the case, I do it a little different. So, all right. Yeah. Now, sleeping when traveling, here's what you got to do. If you can't sleep on the plane before you leave, go and download Eric's Photo Pills class. Oh, yes. That'll do it. You watch two minutes of that, and you are out cold. Yep. Out cold. You will be mm-hmm. unconscious. You're like, it is impossible. What is this nerd stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny. Somebody came up to me. I talked about photo pills yesterday in my seminar. And somebody came up and said, is there any way you guys could create a class? on? Ph- I have photo pills. It's so great. I'm like, I need we to, have two I, you know, classes. I need to update
1: we? some of those too. Because again, stuff changes so much over the years. I know years. It, does. It, it does. No, but it is. It's a great, cla- uh, it's a great course about photo pills. But I'm even thinking back, like, that was so long ago. I'm sure the interface has changed a little Dude, bit. Dude, I
0: don't know who was in our control room today, but they are really quick on yeah. that. They are quick on the 2019, draw.
1: 2019, I might have to look at that might one. Might be
0: time for a new photo pills class. Yeah. But I tell
1: you, that app is incredible.
0: But you're right. It can get a little nerdy. It can get a little boring. But. No, I'm just totally kidding. Um, but I know I'm, I'm with you. Here's what I try to do is I literally do try to have dinner on the plane because if you try to have dinner while they uh, try to sleep while they're serving the meal it's it's yeah, tough. That doesn't work. They they'll serve you dinner right after takeoff. Eat the dinner and literally zonk out. Now, I know people, I have not had I dude, I can sleep when the before the plane is ta- it's taxiing and I'm out. Tomorrow morning, I will be out. I will be out on that flight by we're taxiing. I'll be completely yeah, unconscious. I can sleep on any plane. However, uh, I know that people, some of them will take um, Benadryl. Yeah. They'll take Benadryl because Benadryl will knock you out. Yeah. So they'll, and Benadryl's, you know, fairly safe mono. Yeah, antihistamine. So an antihistamine is yeah. what it I'll is. Bring out the nerd stuff. All right. Well, there's a couple of ideas. Well, who else we got here? All right. So
1: uh, Tate is saying I, I have a Canon R7 and think that I can't use my Canon 600EX RT unless I buy an
0: adapter. I don't know enough. Okay, on that's a subject. Canon. The 600 EXRT is a flash. Yes, it is. And it has a hot shoe mount on it. I don't think it has a, a special hot shoe mount. I have a Canon R6. I'm able to use all my flashes without an adapter. I don't. I've never heard anything about the Canon R7 needing a special. Does it mean it? Kuna is now, on the, I, on the I've case. I'm telling
1: it would not surprise me. They have some weird. Su- Canon does some weird stuff. I mean, it could as- be,
0: but I know I have an R6 and I'm able to use my, my flashes no problem. While he's looking up that, I'm going to move on to the next question. Um, Harvestine Mobley says, I'm coming from a DSLR. How do you set up a mirrorless camera to take a long exposure? Harvestine, let us know if what brand you're using. So let us know if you're on a Nikon or Canon or whatever, and hopefully we'll be more help on that one. Just pop it in the chat real quick. Um, All right, Gail says, I'm using a Nikon D500, which has been a great camera, and I have a number of wonderful full-frame lenses. I'm torn between somewhat of a deal on a full-frame Nikon DSLR D850 or pulling the plug for mirrorless, aware that I'll have to fork out Z lenses. All right, Gail, good news. First off, absolutely go for the mirrorless. Do not go buy D850. No, don't do that. Do not. Do not. Do not. No one one is making DSLRs anymore. I think the last DSLR was made five years ago. The future is not DSLRs. The good news is all you're going to need is the adapter, and you can take those full-frame, wonderful lenses that you're using already and use them with your Z, and it's a a one-and-a-half-inch, maybe two-inch thick, inexpensive adapter. I'm telling you, the, the lenses will work just as well as they did. They work great. Don't even sweat it. Go to one of the Zs, and I, I know so many people that have a, a Z a body, and they rave about them. You're you're not going to rave about the D850, and you're going to have bought something that's way. It's like you might as well go buy like a DVD player if you're looking to buy stuff that doesn't really exist yeah. anymore. Don't do that. Go get your mirrorless, and just get a uh, a a a what you call it. Uh, adapter adapter uh there was a an interesting question all right yeah there's the like the adapter all right nicole hi nicole nicole says i see that you both use apple laptops can you share why you prefer them to windows all right this i'm gonna tell you a story nicole may i call you nicole hi let me tell you a story so nicole i was hired a number of years ago a number of years ago by a PC oriented company to be on an advisory panel, an advisory board. And so it was a PC oriented company, but they put together a, a photography group and they, they wanted to ask us about some photography products they were going to create. And they, they flew us out there and and we're all there. We all show up for this meeting and let's say there's 12 of us, 11 of us have Mac laptops and there's one guy that has a pc but he's a mac user he borrowed it of course we all teased him behind you know he borrowed a dell laptop okay anyway we have this schedule of what we're doing every day and it's a very busy thing that we're doing in this meetings right and so that one of the meetings is crossed off and it says to be announced and we don't know why they canceled this meeting and what it was was a vice president from the company wanted to come in and talk to us about the question that you just asked, Nicole. They wanted to know why, why do photographers use Macs? What is it? And he said, look, we have PCs, we make PC products. We know that our PCs are every bit as good as your Macs. They can do everything a Mac can do. What is it? What is it? And they went around the room and they asked some people and gave their opinions. But I'll tell you what I told him And it did suck the oxygen out of the room when I did it. So here's, here's what it was. So I I'm sitting next to the guy with the PC and I said, can I borrow your PC laptop for a second? Mm -hmm. And he hands me his Dell, which is probably a brick. It was a big thick brick, but I, I held up the bottom and I showed the bottom of it. It had a metal fan, screws, a serial number plates. It looked like the bottom of a refrigerator. Yeah. Right. And the
1: back of it looks like you got all these ports from like the 80s that
0: you never use anymore. And then I said, and let me show you this, how it looks matters. This is the tool that we use with our art. This is it. This is the tool that we use. His computer was made for the accounting department. Mine's made for the art department. A Macintosh speaks to the creative side of us. And it's little stuff like that. Now, do Dell laptop bottoms look like that anymore? No, they look better. They've cleaned up their act because the number one best-selling laptop in the world, it's easy to go find this and look it up, is the Macintosh PowerBook line. So we use them because this is the tool that we make our art and it's not just the body—that is one it, small thing. Because it's
1: not specs, it's not processing
0: not specs, power, it's not, it's not, not what DDR,
1: th- whatever four, it five, seven. It is designed
0: in a way that makes artists happy. It was—it—it you—you feel it throughout the product that's what it is it is an emotional thing that's why it's so frustrating for pc users who go look i can buy one so much cheaper and i can do this and all blah, blah 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 that's like saying you know what why would anybody ever buy a bmw or a mercedes or a tesla because i can just go get i can go get a ford uh explorer that has better features for less money yeah it's not something that is is listed in a list of specs. It's something that speaks to your soul. That's why so many photographers, and when we, we hire photographers all year long. It is rare for a photographer to show up with a PC. It happens. And, and you know, and
1: and for most times it's fine, but I have noticed also a couple of things over the times. The instructors who, you know, we've been doing this for, you know, well, I've been 17 years, right? And the instructors that come in with the, the windows machines and that the, the difference between how many instructors have a problem with their Mac machine versus a problem with the windows machine is probably 10 to one on the windows, side. easily 10 to one. And that's my personal experience has always been the reason that I like the Mac is because it doesn't bother me. It's kind of like translucent, like the operating system where I'm just using Photoshop. I'm just using Lightroom. I'm not to fight with updates and drivers and, and system Shaders. Things coming up and Weird all this stuff that's yeah. coming all the time. Error boxes coming up. It's just, it is what it is. And that's viruses. what I've found. And viruses just, aren't even our
0: part of our world.
1: It's like, it's just a, it's just an easier way where it's like, it just works. And so between the looks, which I agree, looks do matter. And then it just works. <laughs> so it just looks good and it just works. And I understand that on paper, that's where a lot of times, like, photographers, the most frustrating part is they'll go, well, yeah, but look at this technical readout from this blog on that sensor. Uh. And it's like, yeah, that's a, like, PCs do that all the time. Look at the specs. Look at how fast it is. But I know in actual use that that does not happen. In actual real-life use, that doesn't happen.
0: It's kind of like EPA ratings on mileage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just
1: never happens, right? And that's what I feel like on the Windows side. It's because again, the market also on the hardware is different from the software. So the operating system is built by somebody different than making the hardware that that talking between the two works so much better on the Mac. So
0: that's just and big. then, and also once you have like an iPhone or an iPad and all the ecosystem that is created between your computer yeah. and your phone and all is really very nice. Okay. We're gonna move off of that. Um, I, I would like to do a Lightroom tip. You're supposed to do a trivia thing. We're about out of time. So you do get ready on your trivia. I got it. I'm gonna do my Lightroom tip when we come back from the break. Cause we're gonna do a break. We come back. We're gonna Lightroom size. We're gonna Trivia size. We're gonna answer a couple more questions. And then it's lunch size.
3: Hi, I'm Rain Hayes. I'm here with the Kelby One crew in Miyaka River State Park, and we're going to talk about my favorite subject, infrared photography. Infrared is a beautiful medium. You have these really special features like extra detailed clouds, glowing white foliage, beautiful dark blue or black skies and water. It's really, really special. This class is gonna go through all of the equipment that you need and we'll get into the nitty gritty of every filter that you could possibly be using to do infrared. We will look at the best subjects to shoot, the best settings for shooting them, and then we'll go into the studio and I'll walk you through all of the traditional processing steps as well as a few different things that I like to do, um, plus a few surprises at the end. Come join me for my very first class with kelly1.com.
2: I am a portrait and wedding photographer based in Valencia, Spain.
4: I do mainly commercial and editorial photography and I retouch up to 100 photos a month.
2: We shoot almost every day for all kinds of clients, such as commercial, beauty, and fashion. And we really touch our work more often like every other day.
4: I used to spend over one hour for one photo.
2: If we want professional results, we must remove skin blemishes. Do micro, dodge, and burn. Highlight eyes, whiten teeth, and even reduce wrinkles in clothes, and this can easily take me up to two hours of work for each photo.
4: So when I saw that there's a plugin for Photoshop that helps you retouch quicker, I was eager to get my hands on it.
2: I had many feedbacks about it, and I found a lot of positive reviews, which made me to consider buying my first plugin. One of the challenges we have at the end of a session or wedding is to achieve an addition in our photograph that looked natural. This is where Retouch for me has become a game changer.
4: I love the feature that you can pick how much effect it has on your photo and you can adjust it accordingly to your style.
2: I saved a lot of time and always end up having amazing results with my work.
4: I am extremely happy with the quality.
2: Now. I am more efficient and have more time to spare with my family.
0: This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the world's most compact tripod base.
1: All right, <laughs> <laughs> Look well, there we go. There. Hey, I just wanted to clear something out. Tate was asking earlier about the R7 and that Canon 600 EXRT. I have not found anywhere where it says that that needs an adapter. Yeah, I I, I don't think it does. I don't think so. It says it's compatible with that
0: R-Series line, so it should be. All right. Hey, this is just something. Right before we went on the air, I got a package, and we opened it up. So I have this book that I did this last year called Light It, Shoot It, Retouch It, which, by the way, features a portrait of Jason. So... I was, we were doing, we were doing a, a, I was setting up. So Jason would fly or drone over the shoot. So you could get an overhead view of, of the shoots. Right. And I'll just, I'll just show you, we're going to use Jason. Let me find Jason here. All right. So here's how each chapter goes. All right. So I show the shoot where, which camera am I on? I'm over here. All right. Yeah. Rats. So I show the whole shoot and then we pick the picture that we're going to work on. Right. And that's Jason right there. And fitting, he's in the dramatic portrait category. Dramatic portrait, right? Oh, yes. Very and dramatic. Then, and then, right? And then we show an actual overhead shot of the shoot as it's being done. whereas the camera? There it is. Which flashes we used, what the power settings were, which soft boxes. And then... Wait, wait, wait. I want to know who was flying that
1: drone if Jason was standing there. If Jason's Good standing- question. If he's in that picture, who's flying that drone? Who, how did we do that,
0: Jason? I just had it hover. Oh, he had it hover. <laughs> he had it hover. All right. And then we showed the distance from everything, right? So in the next thing I show you four different front view, side view, other view, I'm trying to get rid of the glare. There we go. Yeah. And the distance, how high the softbox is, how far it is from the background, how far the subject is from the background, all the power settings and everything. Then I go through the gear. What gear do we use? You know, we had him set up on a box and all this different stuff to put his leg up or whatever. And then I take you through the whole retouching from beginning to end. Now, you have to imagine with Jason a lot of retouching. I actually had to send this to a group of students in Stad who worked on it for six weeks to get Jason to get the final image. It was unbearable. Anyway, of course, I'm kidding. Okay. And then I show you the beginning picture, the end picture. So it's it's called Light It. Shoot it, retouch it, because it has all of that in one book. So anyway, what we got got today was the exact same book in German. Except for they changed the name and they changed the cover. It's the same book. Let's go look at Jason in here. Look, it's Jason, but I I can't understand any of the words.
1: Right? (laughs) where you need that google
0: translate yeah i'm out of luck here but anyway it just came out it's a translated version and they're calling it like perfect photography for lighting and retouching and writing 15 workshops in studio and on the location but they do this all the time i don't know why certain countries will leave my cover and the name and certain countries will go no it doesn't fly in our country we need a different picture and a totally different name i don't know why you couldn't say the name, light it, shoot it, retouch it to Germans, and they would go, Oh, I get it.
1: Wait a minute. Anyway,
0: Anyways. if you're if you're in Germany. There you go. I'm frozen. Your stream froze. Watch. Okay.
4: You know All what right. it's time for?
0: I got it. Lightroom tip. This is a very simple tip, but it's one that a lot of people don't do. It's a two-part tip. It's two clicks, two clicks to get a better photo, and we're going to add an optional third click. All right, take a look at the image you see on screen. So this is taken with a wide-angle lens, and look, the the building looks like it's leaning back, right? Yes. What is this? Is this leaning the, back,
1: and then to Eric, the I
0: think you were with me when I took this. Is this is this inside the Met? I think, in yeah, New York, maybe, maybe I think it's in the Met. Yeah. Anyway, it's leaning leaning back and it's all bad. All right. So there's two things that you want to do. The first off is there are, there are lens issues, right? There are lens issues that are caused by, you know, like barrel distortion and all this stuff. So first off, you can get rid of a lot of that stuff by coming right here to the lens correction panel in Lightroom and simply turning on this thing right here, enable profile corrections. It's one checkbox. And what it is, is inside of Lightroom, there's this giant database of all of these corrections for lens problems. Lightroom knows exactly what make and model of lens that you use to take the photo. Mm. It's baked into the uh, XF data in the file. So whether you shoot in JPEG or in RAW, it knows, oh, you shot this with a Mm -hmm. Canon 14 to 35 or whatever it was. Yeah, it's a 14 millimeters What it shows yeah. all right when you turn this on is the first level of correction it can be dramatic or it can be minor but it you, the second it varies part, by lens the second part works better if you use the first part so just go and all you have to do is turn it on now you can already see what it fixed did you notice do you see like look at the columns right oh yeah all that vignetting right? the vignetting in the corner goes away all the edge vignetting that's a a, a lens issue right and that vignetting. And a little bit of distortion not much sometimes not much. It's very big but in this you case it's very little columns. now see if you look over here it did know that that was taken with a canon 14 millimeter lens and mm-hmm. it's a prime that i don't use anymore but anyway but you're wondering does it have your lens yeah probably does and, all
1: right and if it doesn't because i have had this happen yep. where people will say like hey i selected it, it doesn't if you go under the make and hit the lens, the manufacturer of yep. the lens. Nine times out of ten, then that'll grab it. Yep. If then you go down and go to that and find and dig in there, you usually find it. It's usually something. Hey, that's hey Eric, say. you're walking on my tip here. Yep.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. That's pretty funny. All right. Then you're going to go to the next next panel down called Transform. And nine times out of 10, maybe more, I'm just going to click the auto button. Uh And you click the auto button and watch. It straightens the photo out. It does all, it gets rid of all that stuff. Watch, here's before. And there's after. And this feature. What about all that white around the bottom? I'm going to give you two options on how to get rid of the white. But also, do you feel, I feel like the, it, it, so look on, just show me. Yeah. Bro. I feel like it kind of made the room skinnier. Yeah, it did. there's a way to fix that. So I I, th- I think it kind of made the room look. It fixed it, but watch. Let it me just technically look.
1: Technically fixed it.
0: But look, it kind of stretched to the room a little yeah. bit, right? So there's a thing called aspect. It's one of these sliders down here called aspect, and you it'll it'll make the room either wider or taller so i'll go a little bit to the left and just kind of bring back some of that so it doesn't look stretched now i still have the uh, the problem with the corners there are three ways to get rid of this number one is to just hit constrain crop this little checkbox right here whoops it went away let me right there constrain crop oh come on what's going on constrain crop if you click it it'll just knock that stuff away and you might be okay with that right there. I, I'm not I'm not loving that. Right. The next two options require you going to Photoshop, which we can do. Let's just take this photo over to Photoshop. Now, if I just drag it over, Eric, it's not gonna keep those changes, is it?
1: Uh-uh.
0: No, but I can do them here. Watch, one, it's the same thing here. Yeah, it's camera raw, it's the same thing. One, two, all right. There's our, our corner problems. There's two ways to get rid of this way number one is to just select those corners so you can go and use the quick select tool or whatever tool you like it's not really doing a great job with quick select here we go we're going to use the polygonal lasso tool all right and we're going to go here hold the shift key and do the other side all right and that is done then we're going to go to the fill menu under in Photoshop, gonna choose fill and we're gonna use content aware, which is the default. Click OK. wait a couple of seconds. It didn't do badly. Well, it didn't do badly on the left. It it, it, it kind of whiffed it a bit on the right. The third method is while it's selected, go down here in Photoshop beta and choose generative fill. Do not type anything in. It doesn't need you to type anything in. It knows there's an empty space there. Wait 12 seconds. Let's see how it does. That's pretty good. And we got three choices. Let's go with A, B. B's good. It's not C. Yeah, it's A or B, your choice. They're they're both reasonable. And uh, all right. Now there is one more thing that I that I would do. I would recrop this photo because it's not really centered. There's too mm-hmm. much on the left and the right. So I'll show you how I will do this. Select all to so select the whole image and press Command T on Mac or Control T on Windows. What does that do? It marks the exact center of the photo. So I can go over here to the rulers Click and drag out a guide, and I know that that is the actual center. And you can see my photo is off. So what I would probably do is just stretch this out. Hold on. I don't need the free transform anymore. I would stretch the image out. Let me deselect everything. Jeez, oh, Pete. Here we go. Let okay. me flatten. Yeah, on Hold on. Later. Sorry. Let me flatten it. I'll. Make a copy here so we can go to free transform. And I'm gonna center up that column. Like, cause that guide is right in the middle. So about right there. Yeah. And that's, now I would do one more, one more move. <laughs> I said I would do one more, but we're gonna do two more. This has gone beyond, it's no longer a quick tip. It, it's now a tutorial. Is, this is a tutorial. We're gonna go it's under the blown. filter menu to camera raw filter and then i would add a vignette now the vignette doesn't just go in the corners which is a lens problem i'm going to darken the edges a little bit all the way around the outside ah there we go and now it's much more balanced you know it is centered but i still think it looks heavy on the left but it, it is actually centered hey you know what i can see one more issue sorry eric
1: I know, we're going to keep on going on this. No, because we got to fix great. it. If you guys love this stuff, we have a whole site with like a we got thousand
0: in, classes a, like this. A thousand courses, not lessons. Like, yeah, a courses. thousand courses. All right, yeah. watch. We're Thousands gonna, of lessons. We're going to yeah. go to just like camera this. raw filter. We're going to go to, watch this, geometry. I'm sorry, optics. And we're going to go to distortion. You can do this in Lightroom too. And we're going to take some of that distortion out of those columns because they were bowing out, yeah. weren't they? Cause that stuff should be straight. And then now I see a new problem. Hold on. All the tools are here to fix it. We're going to go to geometry. We're going to go to vertical, and we're going to lean this bad boy back a little to where it's straight. <gasps> what come on. That's it. We're yeah. there. And now we just, it's got a recrop, right? But look at that, can I show you how far that was off? Look, it was bulging out, so you were getting like barrel, dis- or uh, right. yeah, look. Yep. See, that didn't need that yep. fixed, didn't it? it did. So now I would just recrop because the original is there. So let's just go and recrop it in a little bit. And that would be the final image. Oh, it! it I had generative fill on, so. Who knows what's going to happen now? Oh yeah. Probably nothing. I don't even need to do yeah, that. I don't even think we need Phil. Right. Anyway, there you go. That'll get us very close. Okay. That is my very long. There you go. It's more than a tip. More than a tip. So David's
1: asking, and I don't know, Photoshop, when using Photoshop beta mobile, I didn't know that there was a Photoshop beta mobile and you want to save a new AI image, where does this saved image go? I don't know because I don't know what I, I'm is not there using a beta, the beta mobile? Probably I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not using it either. If there is, uh, where does it save to? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> hey, speaking of true. what we do know, we do have to give away. A, we do have to ask a trivia question. But well, we still got a couple trivia questions. Yeah. Like everyone, yeah. Yeah, you give people time to answer. We got a good one here. Trivia. So we got a trivia question here. So courtesy of our. Uh, friends over at Rocky Nook and their trivia game. Um, so this, uh, question is about a natural disaster. So what natural disaster was an Instagram record breaker when 1.3 million photos of this weather event were posted? So this, this weather event that happened and it happened where it happened in an area where 1.3 million photos like immediately went up on social media about it. I have no natural disaster. No idea. Once you know... Add it in the comments and the first person to answer, Christina's monitoring. She has answered and she will give us our winner. Great question from Jerry here. Yeah. So Jerry's asking what, what's the lowest used lens condition rating you would consider purchasing? I'm hesitant about used lenses because I don't know how it was
0: treated. All right. I I will say this, Jerry, when you buy a used lens from B and H or KEH. They check those lenses out to death before they sell them. And whatever the rating is that they sell you. Now, I'm, I am i would only buy either mint or excellent.
1: I'm not, I've bought excellent and good.
0: I wouldn't go down to good. I'm
1: like... It matters what lens it's for. And that's why I'll you're caveat shooting rockets, that. A caveat, probably you're leaving it out anyway. overnight. You're shooting gonna rockets. Explode. You're,
0: you're going to keep it out in it's weather. You might die, not. So, yeah. It doesn't much matter. Okay. So... That's what I would do, but but you know what it is, Jerry. Think about how you treat your lenses. Most photographers baby yes. their gear, and that's why I have no problem buying a, any any used equipment. I just want it to be either mint or excellent. I don't. I won't buy the gear. Yeah. Good, so but.
1: at B and H, you would want uh, an eight or nine is what you want. The eight or yeah, nine. eight or nine. You know, it's different ratings. So basically, but but I I agree with you, Scott. I think where I'm a little bit different of. I think sometimes the imperfections that, when you get down to some of the middle range, are cosmetic imperfections. Because, like you right. said, it'll be most of these sites. Up, look if there is an optical quality problem, they're gonna tell you. They're gonna tell you, like, hey, this has a scratch on the lens. It's causing a problem. Plus, it wasn't wouldn't even be good at that point. Uh, it would be okay or bad. Um, but that, that's the thing is just just really understand that most people actually, most photographers actually, maybe their lenses already so. The there, was, there was
0: another question i wanted to grab before we split yep. and it was up higher uh <clears throat> it was uh, tim tim's uh, tim is the difference between the tamron
1: 150 to 600 and the nikon 180 to 600 worth the upgrade
0: shoot some wildlife and sports tim i cannot tell you that if you bought that either. extra lens that you would ever notice a difference in your final image i don't think you would really notice that tamron 150 to six is sharp yeah. The Nikon 180 to 600 is sharp. I don't think, I think you're gonna spend the money and you're gonna go, it's about what I had already. I don't think you're gonna see. It's not like, oh man, this is amazing because the Tamron was soft and this Nikon is sharp. They're both sharp lenses. I don't think you're gonna notice anything. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see. And do we ever hear from Harvesting Mobley about the long exposure thing? No. All right.
1: All right, we have winners. <clears throat> So we got a uh, uh, spiked goat is winning the on one uh, spiked goat. Spiked goat, Yep. And then, uh, Dan, uh, Brunel is winning the V flats. Uh, Mark ask access I'm going to say, uh, is winning the, uh, Photoshop book. Then, uh, Kelly prowse is winning the platypod disc. So we have the disc somewhere around here. And then uh, John Portsmouth is winning the ebook of the how do I do that in Photoshop. And then the trivia winner was Dwight in Tennessee, or TN, uh, winning the refresh for me app. And the answer was Hurricane Sandy. So when Hurricane Sandy come up, that was yeah. actually one of the peaks of Instagram as well. And Hurricane Sammy, Sandy came up to the Northeast, uh, big dense population. Yep. And all those pictures went up on social media. There you go. So, there you go. All right. So, to win your prize, all you got to do is email us over at gridprize at onecom Make sure to claim your prize by this Friday.
0: Also, what do we have coming up in October, Eric? We got the
1: worldwide photo walk. The so, worldwide all over the world, walk. we'll be walking. Uh, what's great right now is um, we, we just opened up to uh, previous leaders to sign up and lead a walk. Uh, we actually have the walk now open. If you want to lead a walk, you can go apply to lead a walk. So right now, we just opened it up this last week, and you can see we already have walks starting to pop up there. But we're we're not opening it up for walkers yet. Right now, it's just for leaders. So if you're interested in leading a walk, which all leading a walk means is that I will plan out and organize a walk route on October 6th, or is it 6th or 7th? October seventh, they will plan on a walk on October seventh. Um, then all you got to do is plan a, a walk route. I usually would suggest, I know you would suggest, shorter is usually better. Uh, you don't want to make your walk too long, uh, but just going to a place that you know you can have a short about a mile, mile, mile yeah, a mile, mile over two hours, so you can kind of mosey. Yeah, because yeah, we're photographers, shots. we, we want to go slow. We want to go slow, take shots. So putting putting the photographers in a great location in the city. Um, and then you're just leading. It's a social event. Yeah, and it's a social event. And then you guys all meet up
0: afterwards at a restaurant, uh, have a nice Hang out, lunch make friends. Breakfast, whatever. You know, I, I have friends to this day that are friends that I met on a photo walk. Like, they yeah. they became friends. And I've, I've taken trips with people I've met on, on photo walks and all kinds of stuff. And this
1: is something we've done for, for a long time to support uh, the Springs of Hope or- Orphanage in uh, Kenya, uh, which helps a bunch of kids... You know, obviously, it's helping orphans, so that's what the whole Worldwide photobox is all about.
0: Yep, yep. 100% of the money that you donate goes to the Springs of Hope Orphanage in Nakuru, Kenya. Okay, guys, we have exhausted this day. We've shown Lightroom tips, Photoshop tips. We've had trivia. We've mentioned Jason's name very many times, which we try not to do. We've seen gratuitous shots of Christina. We've talked about Tim's light, which is now a permanent part of our show permanent part of the set guiding a guiding light we like to think of it don't we eric yes a guiding light anyway (laughs) thank you guys for watching thanks to our crew here all of our sponsors all of you we'll see you guys next wednesday right here on the grid take care everybody